Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. Today's episode is a much needed holiday edition of how not to get back together with your ex. This is a topic that became really clear to me that people needed as I'm talking in my friend group, as I'm mentoring and coaching women inside of our program and just having conversations with people. It really reminded me of those holiday seasons where I was alone and single and really just thinking about my ex during that time because I felt hopeless. I felt alone. I just wanted someone to hold me. So this is for you if you've ever been in that place or maybe you are right now. And this is going to give you a lot of clarity on, okay, what is a good use of your energy, right? Instead of looking at all those old photos of the two of you together or snooping on their Instagram and trying to see if they're dating anyone, instead of doing all of the things that can only cause you more hurt and more harm, I want to give you the things to do instead. Okay. And this is also going to be a really good episode if you're working on dating again and you're wanting to get back out on the dating scene, this will apply to you. Even if you're not thinking about your ex, I'm going to give you really good things that are kind of like a dating reset, if you will. So we're in November, Thanksgiving's coming up, Christmas is around the corner and then right into New Year's. And I have so much love and compassion for you. If you're feeling single, if you're feeling alone, I can remember certain holiday seasons where I was single. One in particular, I was in Missoula, Montana. I was working at the call center for DirecTV. Okay. Your girl was a customer service billing specialist, people calling in pissed off about their DirecTV bills. And I was working there Christmas Eve. That's right. I'm pretty sure I was just so broke and it was like overtime. So I stayed in Missoula. I'm by myself completely. I'm working at the call center. And then I go home to my tiny cold apartment and I had popcorn for dinner and I was just so miserable. I think I'd gone through a breakup. Well, I know I had just a couple months earlier and I was alone. I was exhausted and I drank. I drank like half a bottle of vodka all by myself. I microwaved popcorn for dinner and I had half a bottle of vodka and I sat there and I bawled my eyes out. Like that was Christmas Eve for me. And I know I had so many unhelpful stories going through my head at that time. I know I was thinking I'm never going to find anyone. 
everyone else has someone, everyone else is sending out all these cute Christmas cards. And here I am by myself getting drunk on Christmas Eve, right? Like I had all these unhelpful stories and my actions didn't help. Guess what? Drinking did not help the situation. Um, and I just, I, I really wanted to make this episode for any of you who feel that pull of like, this is a time where you, you might be emotionally pulled to kind of spiral. Like, I want to give you the guide of what to do instead. I could do a whole other podcast on what happened during that Christmas season. There was a lot of drama in my dating life during that time of like having flashbacks. Whole, wow. I, it's like, I guess, if I ever wanted to make like a really juicy soap opera or like a Netflix spinoff of like girl going through really toxic dating patterns, let me tell you, I would have so much material, like so much. Okay. But that is not this podcast. This podcast is not to go down memory lane. This is to help you. And I'm going to give you seven points on things that you need to do in order to not get back with your ex and in order to intentionally move forward in your dating life. Okay. Number one, you ready for this? Number one is we have to accept the breakup, accept that we are single. Of course, I start this with acceptance, right? All of us know, hopefully if you've been tuning into the podcast or if you know about personal development and healing, you know it starts with acceptance. So for a lot of you, you have timeline pressure that comes up on this one. You're like, but no, I am supposed to be married. I'm supposed to have a family. I'm supposed to be farther along in my life right now. And you get angry and you go into denial and you get pissed off. And it prevents you from accepting the reality of where you are so that then you could feel differently, right? So this number one is really important. None of the other steps are going to be helpful to you if you don't go through this first phase. Okay. So number one, accept. We're accepting that, okay, the relationship ended or accepting where we are in our life right now. Currently, maybe it's not where we thought we would be. And in this acceptance, there's also the grieving. And I'm going to talk more about this, but grieving, right? So step one, grieving, feel the feelings. What is true for you about the ending of this relationship or about where you are in life? What is the real emotion there? Grief can include anger, sadness, fear. There's so many emotions. So you want to just be very curious and you want to ask yourself this really important question. What is this about? What are these emotions about? Here's the reality. A lot of people, myself included in the past, you go through a breakup and you have these disproportionate responses, which is where you feel like your life is over. You feel like you're dying. You are just totally shattered. And I know that feeling and you're just so sad or maybe you're so angry and you want to send these text messages or you end up sending them that are five paragraphs long uh, and you just spiral. Okay. Here's what I want you to know. 
that emotional response, it is not just about the breakup or about that person. This is why we want to get so curious about what is this really about? What is it? Re- what's the deeper thing here? Is this about me feeling like I'm not enough? I've never been good enough or I'm always abandoned. Um, there's always deeper things. So in your grief, in your acceptance, you want to ask yourself, what is this really about? And be curious about the core wound instead of just this situation that's triggering the core wound. The breakup is simply triggering something much deeper and you owe it to yourself to get curious about, well, what is this really about? Okay. So that's number one. And there's a lot of journaling there. And obviously if you're someone where you're like, I can't do that by myself, I want to encourage you to reach out, get support, whether it's in our empowered secure love program, we help women go through the healing after breakups all the time or with a therapist, whoever, you know, if you hear that step and you're like, well, I'm just going to avoid that. (laughs) Know yourself well enough to know, okay, you need support in order to get through it if you're not going to do it yourself. All right. Step number two, step number two, I want you to practice in this time. I want you to practice showing up as your ideal parent for yourself. So this means when you think about your inner child, that fragile, wounded version of you, when you think about how do they need to be loved, how do they need to be supported, that version of me, the version of me that's grieving, the version of me that feels alone and sad, right? What does she need to hear? or he need to hear, right? I know we got some men who tune into the show. We appreciate you guys, right? So what did that inner child need to hear? How can you be your ultimate hype person, the overly loving, kind, supportive, empathic person, right? Like the parent that you know that you needed that maybe you didn't have, how can you show up for yourself in that way right now as you're going through this. And I, th- I often think about if we can't get clear on what that is, maybe we just, we didn't have people that showed up that way for us. So it's hard for us to get clear. Look for examples in your friends or in other people's parents. I know sometimes growing up, I would see my friends with their parents and I would go, wow, like, gosh, like that's, That's how it's supposed to be. So I know some of you relate to that. If maybe you've seen it in other places, but think about what are the models for the ideal parent, right? And then how can you show up that way for you? So, so what this looks like is you're not going to be judging yourself for being sad, right? You're going to say, wow, you know, you're really grieving. This is really hard. I love you so much and I know that you're struggling and that you really cared about this person and this is not how you thought it was going to go, right? Like you want to just be over empathic. One thing I love about my partner, my boyfriend, he is so good at empathy, y'all. It's like the universe knew that I needed that person because he has these looks on his face He just, he can exude empathy and compassion so much 
that if I'm struggling and then if he looks at me a certain way, it just melts me, right? And I want, I want that for every single one of you to have that kind of partner where they're so tuned in and so empathic that that's been one of the biggest gifts. Um, so what's kind of funny is he's actually helped me. Well, it's not funny. It's just how healing works when we can receive it from other people. It starts to reinforce how we even show up for ourselves and how we show up for ourselves impacts how we show up for others. Right? So it's this big cycle and, and just think about what does that look like? Get clear. What is that ideal, loving, kind, hype person, cheerleader? What does that person look like and how can you show up that way for you? All right, moving on. Number three, I want you to think about how can you let love in from other places? So many of us get hung up on, oh, well, I'm not loved or I'm not worthy of love unless it's from a significant other or unless it's from a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And we just think like, I'm miserable and I'm alone and I'm not good enough and there's something wrong with me. And we're missing out on the love from our family, the love from our friends, love from other other people, right? Community. Love is actually all around us. God, I feel cheesy when I say that, but it's the truth, right? Um, it is. It's everywhere. And sometimes you can get so focused on the grieving, the loss of I was wounded, I was hurt, this person left me, this relationship ended. And you're so tunnel vision on that, that you block the love that is in your life. That was something I did for a really long time. I was so focused on my romantic relationships and really wanting a partner that I blocked out other relationships in my life from really deepening, right? From really deepening and growing and really allowing myself to receive love from them and giving love to them. I blocked that out because I was so fixated on the romantic relationship. So after a breakup, when you're focused on how do I take care of me and how do I not feel that pull of like, oh, I have to go back to my ex. One of the important things you can do is have gratitude for the relationships that you do have and let the love in from those people. Okay. So just to review so far, we've gone through four. Number one was you have to accept you have to get to a place of acceptance and you have to allow yourself to grieve. Whatever that looks like, you have to allow yourself to feel through it and grieve and then be curious, what are these big emotions really about? So that's number one. Number two, learn to show up as your ideal parent, right? Be your best, your hype person, your empathic, caring, loving supporter. What does that look like to show up that way for you? Number three, as we said, being able to acknowledge love from people in your life and letting that love in. All right. Number four, this one's huge. This one's huge. I want you to notice the energetic leaks in your life. So a lot of us have these relationships that are kind of on again, off again, whether they are friendships or people that we used to date or people that maybe we never dated, but kind of had a thing for. And social media is the worst for energy leaks. 
if you really struggle with this, where you know you're just giving your energy to, to random people, I would even encourage you to do a social media detox where you're not even on social media for a period of time because this can get really bad where you know, you're having these conversations in the DMs or this person likes your story and then it throws you into a tizzy and or you're getting some sort of validation from it. There's a lot of relationships that are simply not real that you're giving your energy to that they don't deserve your energy. Okay. So number four is huge. I want you to notice the energy leaks and I want you to stop the energy leaks. So stop leaving your love doorway. I think about it as like the, the door, the door to the sacred love space in your life. Don't leave it cracked open. People are either you're either getting to know them and they're allowed to come in and it's this clear, beautiful, okay, we're, we're exploring what's here or it's not it, right? Or the door is closed. So don't, don't leave the door cracked with people because you don't realize this, but that, that ultimately takes away some of your power. It takes away your energy and it prevents you from being fully emotionally available for the right people. And that's not, that's not what we want, right? So this is a big one. Notice the energy leaks, stop the leaks. You might have to send some texts. You have to set some boundaries, do whatever you have to do to stop the energy leaks. Okay. Number five. I love this one. Start dating yourself. Okay. Start doing fun things with you. Go hang out with yourself. Realize just how sacred the relationship space is in your life. People are so fortunate. They are so lucky to be able to be in that space, right? Like I, I 100% believe everyone has so much love and so much to give, right? Like when we're at our best, like we, we can give so much. So stop letting people just randomly take up that relationship space in your life. And one of the ways you get clear on just how valuable that space is, is by hanging out with you. Heal that relationship with yourself. Remind yourself just how amazing you are. I, I know this, that each one of you listening has special things about you, whether it's your humor, your kindness, the way you show up for people, the way you give or the way that you make people laugh or the way that you're able to problem solve or support people. Um, I don't know, like every single person has really unique things about them and stop doubting yourself. Stop saying, oh, you know, I'm just going to date whoever comes along. No, 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 no. Hang out with you. Remind yourself how amazing you are and, and remember just how sacred that relationship space is in your life. Okay. Point number six goes along with the last one. It's all about practicing honesty, clarity, and good boundaries in your life. When we can be really honest with ourselves, when we have a lot of clarity, we know who we are, we know what we want. And we've got really good boundaries in place. We are creating the frame 
in our life. I think about it as like a picture frame, like the frame is there, right? We're creating the frame and then we're allowing what we want to come in. So practice honesty, clarity, good boundaries, honesty about who you are, honesty about the kind of partner you want, clarity on what do I want my life to look like? How do I want to feel? Right. And then Good boundaries. That one's pretty self-explanatory, but creating the boundaries in your life to make space for the good that you desire. You have to create the boundaries. If you are simply being reactionary in your life and you're constantly responding to the needs of others or you're a doormat, you're getting walked all over, you won't have the space to let in the kind of relationship that you want. All right, we ready? Number seven. This is a this is a great one. So once you've gone through all these steps and you're you're working through this process of a reset, creating this blank slate, right? Number seven is all about getting to a place of openness, surrender, release the how. This is so many of my type A people, okay? My high achieving folks who have wonderful careers and you were great students and you've done so much in your life and now you're in your dating life and you just want to control how it's going to happen. And I'm telling you that that kind of energy really sabotages you because it puts the blinders on and you miss opportunities for connection. So what I want you to think about instead is how am I open to love? I'm open to connection. I'm so open to it. It could come to me anywhere, right? I could be at the grocery store, at yoga class. A friend of mine could set me up. Um, I could match with somebody on an app or I could be on match.com and match with someone. I am not going to try to control how it happens. I'm surrendering to the process. And then here's a big one. Have absolute faith and clarity on the outcome that you desire. So before I even met my current partner, I was writing love letters to him and I was writing about the kind of life that I wanted. And I was getting really clear on little details about how I wanted to feel, how we would work through conflict, what our life looked like. And that clarity and having that clarity and having that trust and knowing it's available to me, all of that took time and work. But once I had that, it then allowed me to surrender and and release the desire to control everything. So I want you to try that if you never have. How can you get clear on the outcome you desire? right? And then practice releasing the how. And this goes for early stages of dating when you meet someone and you're like, oh, this is it. This is the one. How can you just release that and say, maybe it is. (laughs) I don't know. I'm gathering the data on this person. I will see. I release the desire to try to make this be my person. I surrender and I trust that the outcome I want is available to me, right? All right. I hope that was super helpful to you. Those seven things that I would want you to practice, and these will support you in not getting back together with your ex. And I want to say this, like 
during the holidays, it's so tempting to say, well, this is going to, this is going to meet a need. Sure. It is a way to meet a need. I understand that getting back together with an ex. Sure. It's a way to get your needs met. And is it the healthiest way? Is it really what you one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, think about that version of you. Think about your highest and best self. Is that really the kind of coping that would be helpful to them? Is that what they would choose? What would your highest and best self choose in terms of coping, right? And I feel like I need to say some caveats here. There are times when people separate and it actually is a healthy separation and it's a healthy getting back together. So this doesn't necessarily apply to that situation. However, what I know is that's pretty rare. And, and most people, when they break up with someone, it's because something was wrong. Something was off in the dynamic. Secure attachment could not be created. Or maybe it was even toxic. Maybe that person was controlling or they didn't have good communication and you were miserable in the relationship. So really only you know if you are one of those exceptions where, okay, maybe getting back together actually is a healthy thing. But I know from experience that it's rare. So you you have to trust yourself and once again, acknowledge that, yeah, okay, that desire to get back together, it's coping or that desire to just go spend you know an evening with them. It's just coping. But is it the best coping for me in the long run? My highest and best self, is she going to feel good about that in the future, right? Um, and then I would also want you to know if you slip up, if you send your ex a text message, if you reach out, I know how this goes. It's nine o'clock at night. You've been crying. Maybe you had a glass of wine and you've been, you binged the Hallmark channel. My guilty pleasure. Okay. You're feeling super romantic and alone. And oh my gosh, you sent your ex a text message. Please hear me when I say it is not the end of the world. It is okay. You are human. Give yourself so much grace and compassion. If you did reach out, it's okay. It's okay. You can forgive yourself. You can go to bed. That's always my advice is like, go to bed. If you can, don't text them, go to bed. And then by the time you wake up the next morning, usually you'll be able to be realigned with a, you know, the highest and best version of you. And then you're not going to have that same urge, but if you do text them, go to bed, wake up, tomorrow's a new day, and realize you can always, always, always choose to realign with that highest and best version of you. All right, I'm sending you so much love this holiday season. So much gratitude for 4 million listens on the show. Someone pinch me. I love this community so much, and I'm wishing you, obviously, each one of you, as always, high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, 
Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.